Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. On a Tuesday morning, uh, there is so much stuff to get to throughout the course of this show uh, tonight that I can guarantee you we won't be able to do all of it. There is uh, fallout from the game last night. I was not on last night, so i got to give you my opinions on that and all the, the hot takes out there today about what the Eagles did, did in this horrible wrong they have perpetrated against the NFL and the New York Giants, apparently. So we'll get to that Uh, a little later on, and what the Eagles did, what the motives were behind it, um, how what what exactly Doug Peterson's reasoning was, and how it was communicated, because regardless of how you feel about it, um, it was not communicated well. Uh, And a story out on Sunday or Monday night released by Jeff McLean kind of highlights how poorly this situation was handled uh, by Doug Peterson, amongst the Eagles players and in that locker room, and I think there is some legitimacy there. So we will get to that later on. We'll get to comments by Jalen Hurts. Um, Zach Hurts, who had a a really emotional uh, press conference on Monday, uh, talking about what was likely his final game in Philadelphia. Howie Roseman speaking. Um, for the first time, I believe, since before the season started. And uh, a lot of things that Howie had to say, and, I mean, I I don't think fans are going to be very happy with uh, a lot of the things that Howie had to say. Uh, Comments from Doug Peterson, uh, all this stuff. We we got so much to get to throughout the course of the show tonight. Um, But finally, this season has come to an end. And now comes the important work ahead of the 2021 season for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, we have speculated for weeks all the things that could and will happen this offseason. And now it all begins. And there are many decisions to be made. Um, Jeffrey Lurie will be making all of them. And, you know, he's set to meet with Doug Peterson later on today. We'll see what comes out of that meeting. The expectation among everybody, and I think it's pretty obvious hearing Doug speak on Monday, how he speak on Monday, that Doug will indeed be back for the 2021 season. And it's time for Jeffrey Lurie to get this organization back on track. And there are a number of issues that need to be settled, obviously. Um, As I said, the head coach, it appears Doug will return, so not much to speculate on there. The front office arrangement. What will change moving forward? It clearly doesn't look like Howie is going anywhere. 
which I can handle personally, as long as a restructure of some sort is in order. As long as there are new voices added to the front office, as long as roles change in some sort of way in terms of drafting and personnel and uh, these kind of these kind of issues, which I do think there's reason to worry based on how he's conf- uh, press conference on Monday as to whether that will take place. Um, of course, how he's going to come out and say what he said, but Jeffrey Lurie ultimately needs to make these decisions, and regardless of what Jeffrey Lurie's relationship is with Howie, Jeffrey Lurie needs to do what is best for the football team. And if that means hiring somebody else to run the personnel department, run the draft, do those kind of things, then that's what Jeffrey Lurie has to do. The quarterback situation is interesting to say the least, and that needs to be settled one way or another. There are a number of positions on this roster that need an overhaul. And significant changes must be made. The coaching staff needs to be filled out. You need to hire a defensive coordinator now, according to the reports that Jim Schwartz is indeed stepping down to take a year off uh, now that this season is concluded. You need to reconfigure this offensive coaching staff to figure out how you can get back to getting high-quality results and and NFL-caliber play on that side of the football, regardless of who your quarterback was. It is moving forward, because this year it was clearly not good enough. And, you know, to start the show, I, I, I kind of want to ask this, before we get into specific things here, is what is your roadmap for the Eagles this offseason. What changes do you want to see made this offseason? What things must be done for this team to get back on the right track? Because this year was a disaster of epic proportions. And this is coming from somebody who did not expect this team to be very good. You know, I thought at the beginning of the year, this was a 7-9 win team. I thought this was a bit of a retooling year where they were looking to to get a little younger, take a step back to hopefully take two step f- steps forward in 2021. Now, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. It looks like next year will be another year of kind of retooling, rebuilding to hopefully come back to true a true competitive level as far as being a contender in 2022 and beyond. But still, even if you think this was a mediocre team, even if you think this was a 500 team, what this season turned into was a complete disaster. Pandemic or not, limited time to work together or not, the results the Philadelphia Eagles put on the field this season were completely unacceptable. And it's on Jeffrey Lurie to figure this thing out. And, you know, I want to know what you think they need to do to get back, to get on track here. And what you think is the most important thing. Like, what is at the top of the list this offseason that needs to be fixed? In my mind, it's pretty obvious. It is fixing this broken offense. Because this offense was terrible this year. And this offense didn't give this team a chance to do a whole lot at all. 
when you look at the issues that they had, when you look at the injuries up front, the lack of production from the skill positions, the quarterback play, things did not work. This offense did not function at a high level at all. And that is the biggest problem that needs to be corrected. That is job one for Jeffrey Lurie this offseason, is figuring out why that is. And we can speculate a ton of different ways about what we think it is. And um, we can look at what the main issue was. Was it the coaching staff? Was it the quarterback? Was it the head coach? Was it the weapons? Was it the offensive line? But this is something that Jeffrey Lurie and the Eagles organization need to figure out, and it's the first thing that they need to figure out, is what went wrong on that side of the ball, and how do we go about fixing it? And if you want to get in with the thing that, that you feel the Eagles need to address first and foremost, you can at 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Is what do you believe needs to be corrected First and foremost, this offseason. What is job one for Jeffrey Lurie? And why? And uh, again, for me, it's the offense. What was, what is the key issue with that went wrong? What is the main problem? And what were the symptoms of the problem? You know, was Carson Wentz the main issue? Or was Carson Wentz just a symptom of the greater issues at play? Was the offensive line the main issue, or you know, was it the coaching staff? Was it too many voices on that side of the ball? These are the things that Jeffrey Lurie needs to figure out. And obviously, they all contributed. But one obviously made all the others worse. And what I think it is, and I've been saying it for weeks, I think it was the lack of continuity on the coaching staff, on that side of the ball, is when you look at the staff that was assembled this offseason, and the fact that Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, whoever was at play, forced Doug Peterson to get rid of Mike Groh and hire a staff that he's unfamiliar with, hire a staff to come in here and, and elevate this offense without giving Doug Peterson the true authority and the true autonomy to hire the people that he wanted. That, in my mind is what caused the greater issues on this offense. And the first thing you got to do this offseason is sit down and figure out how you are going to rebuild the staff on that side of the football. And that starts with taking Doug Peterson's opinions into account. It starts with allowing Doug Peterson the say that so many other coaches in this league have with less accomplishments on their resume than Doug does. Because that was the massive issue this offseason in regards to the offense, in my opinion. Yeah, you can look at injuries up front. Yeah, you can look at the issues the Eagles have had at wide receiver. The um, play of the quarterback certainly uh, plays into it. But when you don't have a coaching staff in place that's all on the right page, and you have so many voices at play, as Doug discussed, in the last week, that's the thing to me that needs to get sorted out first. And everything will follow suit from that point. But what is your first order of business this offseason that the Eagles need to get corrected? Um, in my mind, 
It is figuring out what happened to the offense. It is figuring out how to fix the offense. And I think it all starts at the coaching level and and surrounding Doug with the staff that he needs and with the people that he feels will help him get the most out of his football team on that side of the ball. And uh, it's pretty simple in my mind. That's where this thing needs to begin. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Um, I also got to mention that Mike Angelina returns to the show tonight after a lengthy vacation. How was your vacation, Mike? What was What were you doing for the last month? Uh, my vacation, I, you know, I worked last night. You were off. Really? Um, yeah, you were off. I was working, so I'm not really sure what vacation this is. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a night off after working pretty much every day the last two weeks, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I had a night off, but, but welcome back, Mike. We're, we're glad to have you back here. Good to be back. Thank you. All right. Um, well, uh, yeah, so we're off and running here. Mike Angeline is back, um, and we're talking about the off season. So, uh, what is the... F- Thing, first and foremost, you think the Eagles need to figure out, um, and what's the first order of business? I think it's fixing the staff on the offensive side of the ball. I'll give you my take. Sure. Right. Why don't you give uh, you, you, you want to give it now? Okay. You want me to? Go ahead. Um, Our timing's a little. I don't, well, I don't, I don't. You know, I I never want to mess up. You know, guys' uh, monologue. I know. Well, go know, go ahead. Foundation. Um, yeah. So I, I think you're really like you're on with the offense, obviously, and I like the short answer of what went wrong is the quarterback. And like, but like, why did the quarterback go wrong? And I, I really think it's the offensive line. Like, if you get that figured out, the one thing that Wentz has shown with it doesn't matter who the weapons are. If, if the offensive line is fine, like, he'll figure it out. And I think like like that seventeen nothing lead in the Washington game, you know, is important to remember because like that did happen. And like Ertz and Goddard and Rager making big plays, Jackson. I think there were some plays that even like were dropped. Um, they like they they look good. And then, you know, you start having, you know, the changes, the injuries. Uh, you know, at one point, uh, three out of uh, five starters were just gone. Mm. Um, it just felt like Wentz just started seeing things that weren't actually there and didn't trust himself. The throws he was making didn't put, like, the Goddard throw. He didn't put anything behind it. It just, he wasn't stepping into throws. Yeah. I, it just felt like he had a, you know, he, the way he was playing the quarterback position changed. Um, really for, for the rest of the season, halfway through that Washington game. And yeah. I, th- I think if you straighten up the, the offensive line, you know, there's, that's the best hope you can have, I guess it's kind of the best case scenario is that that is the best way to get in Carson Wentz back on track. Yeah, no. And I would agree with that, but, um, you can only get him back on track if he wants to get back on track and we'll get to that, uh, in the next segment here, because, um, you know, that's kind of the open as we head in the off season and, what's the first thing that needs to get fixed? And I would agree the offensive coaching staff needs to get fixed. But as I told Jody, in my mind, the biggest story is what's going on at the quarterback position right now and in terms of Carson Wentz. And we'll get to that in the next segment. Um, But to start the show, what is the first order of business for the Eagles as they finally head into this offseason? We speculated about it for weeks. We've talked about it um, endlessly. For the last month or so, but what is the first thing that the Eagles need to do to fix 
the wrongs uh, that happened this season. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, I was just going to go to Art. Art dropped off again. So, Art, if you want to call back, we'll get you up here. I'm sorry. It's two straight shows Art's yeah, dropped off. Yeah, I was on. literally just about to go to Art, and he dropped off. He's <laughs> missing his opportunity too. here. Um, so, Art, you know, and we do require a little patience here. I'm sorry I had to open the show up, um, but uh, if you want to call back, we'll get to you. But anybody else, um, <laughs> lines are open right now, so get in first. 215-592-9494. If you want to join the show, we will look at the quarterback position when we get back. Um, because what is going on right now is a slap in the face to all Eagles fans. And they should understand that. That um, what the current quarterback is doing is not right. And we will uh, we'll talk about that when we return. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly. in for Big Daddy Graham. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. If you want to get in 215-592-9494. Our buddy Ryan has checked in on Twitter and Mike you're not uh, you're on Twitter but you're not you don't really check your Twitter so I'll just let you know what he tweets out. He he tweets out we're all back together again and then a gif of uh a lame walking in and and all and returning from her trip. Uh, I guess where was she at that trip? Do you remember? Oh, uh, she was with the therapist in like Spain. Okay, I don't remember. But, uh, it's it's a classic clip when she walks in and everybody's back together again. So there you go. Uh, as as um, Mike's back producing the show tonight. <laughs> so uh, that's what Ryan tweets out tonight. Tom, I got to ask you: Did you over the holidays have? Uh, did you have some time to have a good chew? A good chew of gum? Yeah, not really. I'm not a big gum no. guy at this point. Um, I'm more of a goat guy uh, personally. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I did not ha- have any gum over, uh, the break, but I do have a social media gripe I'll get to in the next segment here. Um, I have a couple, a couple a social media gripe and then a, a television commercial gripe. Cause there is a commercial that I am so tired of watching, uh, that we'll, we'll get to that in the next segment here. But if you want to get in 215-592-9494, uh, we're finally in the off season. We have talked about what's going to happen in this offseason for weeks. What is job one for Jeffrey Lurie? Jeffrey Lurie is ultimately the one who's got to make all these decisions. What is job one? In my mind, it's figuring out what went wrong with this offense. Was it Doug? Was it the coaching staff? Was it Carson Wentz? What exactly happened? What was the main issue? It's the first thing you got to figure out. Um, And fixing the offense is the first real task and the first chore to ultimately fixing uh, this football team, which massively overachieved this, underachieved this year. 215-592-9494. Let's get it started with Zach in Springfield. What's up, Zach? Hey, Tom. Uh, first time caller to any radio show, so I oh, thank you. Thanks, uh, for, thanks for calling in. Might be your youngest caller. I'm only 21, so. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's cool, Zach. That's that's uh, of age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh I was working a lot this year, a, a sports bar at a center in Bluebell, and I, I, you know, I was always on there Sundays watching the games. And uh, it's the one thing that I, I, I do agree with you when it comes to the offense and the kind of the staff and stuff. But and but there was another thing that always that always didn't sit well with me, and that was the defensive backs. I don't know, man. They're like I'm, I'm, I'm super happy we got Slay. He was fun to watch. He was 
you know, her a little bit, but he was still a good ad. But I don't know. It, there's some of these guys that are like, I'm not, like, I'm not sure who they are. I, I feel that there's not a lot of growth going on with them. Um, so yeah, that was kind of, that was always something that, that felt that never sat right with me that, you know, all these different guys coming in, you know, so no, no, Zach. I mean, the secondary is a problem and the secondary, um, has been a problem for a couple of years now. And especially this season, mm-hmm. I think without Malcolm Jenkins and his yeah. leadership back there, uh, yeah, yep. it's, it's, it's a massive issue. The Eagles got to get figured out for sure. Yeah, man. It's just, it's, it's just hard to watch when I like that. Sometimes I see them playing man coverage, and I'm like, I'm, and all due respect to the guys, but it's like I, I'm I'm not going to be too worried if I got like the fourth string cornerback going on me one on one. I mean, it's 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 you know it's 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 a tough it's it's tough to have faith when I when I see them playing like those that man coverage. I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. No, so, yeah, that, that yeah, that was always something that that always never. Uh, it's always. Hard to watch. <laughs> no, Zach, I'm with you. It, it was bad this year in the secondary, and I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, thank you. Yep, take it easy. And yeah, the secondary's been a problem. Secondary's been uh, a massive issue here. When you look at uh, you know the corners, and we'll get to this later on, but um, because I, I I'm kind of saving this for the three o'clock hour because I got a lot of stuff I want to do in the two o'clock hour first, but the uh, tanking issue. And and if you want to call in on it, you're welcome to. I, I will discuss it. Uh, but uh, the Eagles are in a much better spot today after losing that game they would have been winning that game. Uh, and you look at the secondary, like a guy, you look at a guy like Patrick Sertan, he'll likely be there at six. I can almost guarantee he won't be there at nine. And you can say that about Patrick Sertan. You can say that about Jamar Chase. You can say that about Devontae Smith. I think all three of those guys. Likely there at six. Probably, I'd say, almost definitely not there at nine. Would you agree, Mike? I would agree. And also, it keeps you a little bit uh, closer to the quarterback range. Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, you got to consider it. You have to. I mean, like, you know, four years ago, he had to do the double move to trade up. This <laughs> Losing the game saved a move. Right. And we'll get, and we'll get to the quarterback uh, of current... Um, franchise stature in a second here and and uh the stunt he's pulling um which i mean it's a it's an uh, i'll just say it's an odd strategy from carson Wentz. let's go to art in the northeast is back what's up art dj yeah i thought i dropped off the phone because you were on your oratory well i don't know i don't I, know why you dropped off no, I don't know, just get ready to go to you I love to hear you. You could have spoken for another half hour. I would have been patient to listen. I'm not in a hurry. I appreciate uh, it, man. You know, I dropped off, really. I I am so... My thoughts are in, in so many different places with this team. that I, 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 I couldn't hold a thought without jumping from one thing to the next. Um, I take it, TK, that you're not too upset with them losing the game on purpose and everything. That's the gist of what I got uh, out of hearing your first comment. Well, Art, I'll say, I mean, I think there's a difference between losing the game on purpose and not doing everything you can do to win it. I don't think they lost it on purpose, and no, I'm not not upset they lost that game at all. Okay. The way I feel about this game... uh, I don't know if you heard Seth Joyner or anything that he said, but I did. he he took the words. My thoughts. I, I, if I wanted to encapsulate my feelings, I would just uh, refer to what 
Seth Joyner had to say. Um, the team has, in my opinion, become an embarrassment. And the reason I feel that way is, and you, you mentioned this, that um, Doug Peterson does not know how to, uh, to lie right because all he does when he talks in his press conferences, it's one side, he's talking on one side of his mouth, he's talking on the other, he's contradicting himself. Uh, they better get a better guy up there if they're going to have somebody tell what the uh, what 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 the uh, direction that the team wants to go or what they're doing. Everybody, I my biggest problem with this team is Jeffrey Lurie himself. He he has wrecked this. Everybody thinks, oh, Jeffrey Lurie is such a pro, such a nice guy. Such I don't think he is. I don't think he knows how to run an organization at this point. Well, I mean, Art, I mean, you have, we have and, 20 years of evidence to suggest he's he's pretty good at running an organization, do we not? Like, uh, the, the last two decades, you don't think it's been a, a good product, Eagles it football? Used to, it used to be, but now with this business where he'll never – I'm not a Howie Roseman fan. I can't stand the man, okay? I think I, he's in a position with this club that he needs to get booted. And I'm tired of hearing everybody say they're friends and I'll never get rid of his friend. And, and, um, and, and when he speaks, he lies. And I, I, think, I think that they're, they're, they're disrespecting their fans so much that I find it hard to root for this team Dis- right now. Disrespecting them by, by losing the game last night? No. By, um, by, what, by the way, the way they're, they, they handle things. You don't have any problems with uh, uh, what went on uh, yesterday in the way they went about losing it and what Peterson had to say. Um, In one respect, he's saying he wanted to give uh, Sudfeld snaps, and in the other respect, he's saying, well, our offense was going nowhere in the third quarter. I mean, he's saying one thing, and then he's saying something totally different. I'm I'm just... sick of this team. I'm really sick. Uh, they have become an embarrassment. Everybody was making fun of the Dallas Cowboys. Eagles are worse than the Dallas Cowboys right now. Yeah, this year they were. They were, Art. This year. I, don't, I don't just mean on the field or play. I just mean... Um, I guess I'm not getting this out right. No, no, no. That's probably I think why I, I dropped off a couple no, no, times. No, no, Art. I get what you're saying. I, I just... I mean, it's just that the way... The way um, Everything's being handled from the top down. I blame Jeffrey Lurie uh, for, for the problems this team has. Yes, they won a Super Bowl. Things were seem to be handled different then. They've taken a, a definite regression uh, from, from Lurie. If Roseman, I don't know if Roseman was lucky back then uh, in doing what he did or, uh, or, or if he was lucky or he just got uh, so cocky with himself that um, uh, he, he he's not doing a good right. job. No, any. no, he's not. No, he's not, Art. And I appreciate the call. I'll, I'll say, I mean, no, how he's not doing a good job now, but it's okay to say how he did a good job then. Like he did. He he didn't get lucky. He did a good job. Um, he hasn't done a good job over the last couple of years. That's clear. But um, you know, and Art just brought up uh, the tanking thing, so we'll get to that now, real quick, because I, I know that's that's something people want to discuss. Um, and we'll we'll just get to that right now. Um, and 
uh, Art alluded to Seth Joyner's comments. And here was what Seth Joyner had to say immediately after that game last night. Gentlemen, I'm going to tell you, I've never been more ashamed to be associated with the Philadelphia Eagles than I am tonight and what I just saw. And I don't understand. I don't know how. I, don't, I would love to be a fly on the wall to stand in that locker room right now and hear the words of consolation that Doug Peterson has for this football team after what we just witnessed. You know, you ask these guys to play injured. You ask them to play hurt. You ask them to give 100% effort. You ask them to lay it on the line. And tonight, he owed it to this football team. The way those young guys went out there and played their behinds off, he owed them the opportunity to win this game. And I just don't understand how it is Doug Peterson can look those guys in the eye and think that they can respect what he did, what he did tonight and the decisions that he made tonight with those guys out there laying their health, their well-being, their effort, their manhood, and their pride on the line for this organization. And he basically went away, went out there and threw that game away. I'm, I'm just appalled. So Seth Joyner's appalled, and I would expect nothing else from Seth Joyner to be appalled that the Eagles would, you know, uh, lose this game and not do everything they could uh, to win this game. But here's more uh, from Seth Joyner uh, in regards to what the Eagles did last night. So in my 34 years of association with the NFL, I have never, never seen anything quite like this before. I mean, I'm just, I'm blown away. And I feel bad for these players that went out and tried to win this football game tonight when it was evident to everybody that they're, for the first time, you've seen a legitimate, a legitimate attempt, a legitimate attempt to tank and lose a game. I didn't think I'd ever see that in my lifetime. First time, this happens every year. This happens every single year. And, I, okay, I, let's just, I, I gotta I gotta just get this out right now. I have absolutely no problem with the Eagles did last night. None. You know, for, for an organization that, you know, first of all, everybody complaining, I, I, the Eagles don't owe the Giants a damn thing. The Eagles owe the New York Giants nothing. And you know what's so hypocritical about you know, some of the Eagles fans that are out here saying, oh, what a disgrace it was what the Eagles did. You know what? They're the same people that if it was the Cowboys would be rejoicing what the Eagles did. And it goes back to all this, you know, phony Cowboy hate and all this stuff. If that was the Cowboys in that position, nobody would have a problem with it. Everybody would be saying, oh, what a great job by Doug and Howie and Jeffrey Lurie. They stuck it to the Cowboys. Who, who cares, honestly? Who cares if you win this game and if you don't win this game? teams don't play to win every game in Week 17. And I got all these people getting on their high horse out here. I got Joe Banner tweeting out what a disgrace it was. Jeff Blake started the last two games of 2014. Jeff Garcia was taken out after one series in 2006 in the final game of the season. A.J. Feely came in for that one. Michael Vick didn't start the final game of 2010 when that was meaningless. Kevin Cobb was thrown out there. So Joe Banner can tweet about how egregious it was all at once. Joe Banner did the same damn thing every time he was in this situation. Okay? So it's ridiculous. It is absolutely absurd. The phony outrage, because that's completely what it is. And we'll get to Mike Angelina's boy later on. This fraud, tough guy, Joe Judge. Uh, we'll get Why to him is he later my guy on. now? Because you're, yeah, I, you're texting me all the time about Joe Judge, about how Just, I'm going to have to make it. Yeah. I'm going to have to apologize. I'm not going to have to apologize. Thanks to what the Eagles did last night. I don't have to I apologize. I think you're wrong. Joe about Judge. I, like he's, I think he was an advantage as the coach. He's a clown. He is a clown. 
and anybody that's going to get on their high horse. I got Tony Kornheiser saying the Eagles should be fined. Uh, it's it's absurd. It is absurd. Where is the outrage uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday? Sitting all their starters. I know they're going to the playoffs, but where's the outrage there? there and I will agree that this was communicated poorly. And the way it was communicated was was not done well, and the timing was not done well. There would be absolutely no issue if the Eagles had just done this at halftime, like I expected them to do. I was stunned, honestly, when I saw Jalen Hurts come back out for the third quarter. Stunned. I thought it was a, a foregone conclusion. Nate Sudfeld will come out for the second half, and Nate Sudfeld will play the second half. And if the Eagles did it then, nobody would care. Nobody would have an issue with it. The only reason it looked bad was because going in the fourth quarter, it's a three-point game, and then you go to Sudfeld. And, you know, I do think, I do think there is a legitimate point that the Eagles wanted to reward Nate Sudfeld. I do. Whether you agree with it or not, I do think there was an aspect of that where this is a guy that's been with the organization, never gets a chance to play, they wanted to get him some playing time. And who really cares if they do that or not if you are an Eagles fan and you are upset with what the Eagles did I have no clue I have no clue why I I just I'm astonished that there's this level of blowback locally for this nationally fine people aren't close to the situation they don't care what happens the Eagles draft pick whatever but I hear people all the time yell and scream about how bad the Eagles are at drafting. And I'm not going to argue with you. But if the Eagles are that bad at drafting, why would you rather have not have the ninth pick than the sixth pick? And, I, and just, they'll screw it up anyway is not a good reason to not have the ninth pick, uh, to have the ninth pick in a, instead of the sixth pick. I brought up three guys. There are three players in this draft that I have already targeted as guys who I think can step in, help the Eagles at an area of need immediately. Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith at wide receiver, Patrick Sertan at corner. You know how many of those guys will be there at six? Maybe all three of them. Almost definitely two of them. You look at the top five, the odds are three quarterbacks go. Lawrence will go. Fields and Wilson will likely go. The offensive tackle from Oregon will go. And then maybe one of those other guys. And the Eagles will have their pick of the other two. At nine, all those guys are going to be gone. So I don't know how you can look at what happened last night and not, you know, believe that that was the right thing for the organization. And I don't believe they were trying to lose. I think going for the fourth and four is something Doug would have done anytime. A down three, he's always about giving yourself the best probability to win the game, not kicking a field goal. And um, I, I Doug would have done that regardless. And then you know what? The play should have worked. Jalen Hurts made a bad throw. That's the only reason the Eagles didn't score on that play. And if the Eagles, so if the Eagles score on that play, are they trying too hard to win? It's like. They were not trying to lose the game specifically. They wanted to get Sudfeld some time. The timing of it was bad. If if Doug Peterson did not communicate these things to his players, that is a failure on his part. And that is a mistake on his part. But none of this is unique. 
None of this is is surprising. This is something that teams do very often. And I was watching um, NFL Live yesterday, and uh, one of their analysts, Mina Kimes, spoke on this. Here's what she had to say in regards to what the Eagles did. What the Eagles did here, which is to say going into Week 17, not explicitly trying to win, not really caring about win because it's a meaningless game for them, uh, choosing to evaluate certain players. Teams do that all the time in Week 17. The only difference is they did it loudly in a close game on primetime, a game with playoff ramifications for other teams. That's why people care so much. Now, look. I don't know how this affects the locker room. Dan, I'm sure you'll speak to that. And if there are players on the Eagles who are upset about how this played out, I think they're perfectly entitled to those feelings. But if I'm Philadelphia, I don't care about how this affects other teams or the game of football. They did what was right for their organization. Exactly. And that's what you do. You do what's right for the team. And ultimately, getting the sixth pick instead of the ninth pick is what was right for the Philadelphia Eagles. And how anybody can have a problem with that, uh, I don't really know. So if you want to get in on it, you're welcome to. Also, what is the first priority for the Eagles this offseason? What's the first thing they need to fix? I think it's the the, the offense, and it starts with that coaching staff. 215-592-9494. Let's get Zach and Newark in here before the break. What's up, Zach? What's going on, Tommy? What's going on, man? So I really, I'm with you. I don't know why people are blowing us out of proportion and acting like it's an unprecedented thing. I think if they didn't flex this game, nobody would even care. Or at least it wouldn't be as big a story as it's been. It's a great point, Zach. If this game happens at 1 o'clock, I mean, nobody's talking about it. And nobody's even paying attention to it. Right, right. All right, so I think Jeffrey Lurie needs to focus on two things this offseason. Number one, what's your defense going to look like? Who's the coordinator going to be? Because if we get a coordinator like Billy Davis, if you remember that, I don't think it matters who the quarterback is, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, Zach, I know I'm in the minority here because um, a lot of people like to demonize Jim Schwartz. Uh, The Eagles are going to miss Jim Schwartz. And, you know, he wasn't perfect. He was stubborn at times, but he was a good defensive coordinator and I think for the most part did a very good job here. And then uh, number two, I I think they definitely have to figure out who they're going to commit to at quarterback. I've heard these uh, rumors floating around that they might use the sixth pick to get a quarterback, which I think would be a huge mistake. Then you're just going to run into the same situation they were in you know, with Carson Wentz. But uh, as a, when it comes to Carson, I mean, if, if he was so confident, which I know his confidence has been lacking, if he's so confident and this is his team and these are his guys, and wouldn't you think that he would be last screaming it from the rooftop, like, this is my team, this is my job, I'm going to come back, I'm better than Jalen Hurts. Don't you think that, you know, that would be coming out of his side? Now yes. he, it looks like he's just hiding, you know, and he's not, he doesn't want to talk to anybody and it's – weakness man <laughs> no it, it really is Zach it doesn't look good at all and um yeah I, I appreciate it man I appreciate the call it looks awful it looks awful and I was gonna play the the this do do the Carson stuff there but we got into the whole tanking thing so in the three o'clock segment we will uh get deeper into the Carson Wentz uh side of all this but um if you want to get in on the tanking issue you're welcome to we'll address it more as we go throughout the show but the outrage over this is abs- it is absurd. It really is. And especially, I'm especially disappointed in Eagles fans. Like, if you're an Eagle, and I don't, who cares what Seth Joyner has to say, honestly? I really could care less what Seth Joyner has to say on this issue. Um, Seth Joyner also blames Jim Schwartz for blowing that Saints playoff game, which uh, is, you know, let's see Seth Joyner be the D coordinator next year and, and see how that defense does. But 
Um, it, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd. The Eagles did the right thing for their organization. And if you have a problem with that, I don't know what you want them to do. You really want them to get a worse pick? Um, they didn't throw the game. They put out Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld blew an opportunity. They tried to give a guy who'd been with the organization for a number of years and hasn't gotten to play an opportunity. And unfortunately, he failed. You know, fortunately for us, unfortunately for him, I mean, Nate Sudfeld may never play another NFL snap after what happened last night, and that's a shame. Um, But, you know, the Eagles try giving a guy an opportunity who doesn't get a chance to play. It's no different than any other position. It's no different than any other teams do. This happens in Week 17 all the time, and if the NFL's upset about it or anybody in the league's upset about it, then they shouldn't have flexed the game to primetime. And that's all I'll say. Uh, you know, it, it, this is not an Eagles problem. The Eagles did nothing wrong. They did exactly what they had to do for the betterment of their franchise. 215-592-9494. Sam, Joe, Jeff, we'll get all you guys up next. I'm Tom Kelly, in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. We'll get back to the phones in just a second here, but do need to give him my social media gripe of the day. And, you know, it, it New Year's is always a good social media gripe time. Always a lot of good uh, social media gripe content out there. And um, mine this time is, uh, you know, it, it's a big... It's New Year's resolution season is what it is, is when people throw out their New Year's resolutions. But there's another wrinkle that's been added to it now. And this is something that's um, it's not just New Year's resolutions. It's with a lot of stuff. Uh, But when people will ask a question like, what's your New Year's resolution? Question mark. And then I'll start. It's basically just the way to hook people in so they pay more attention to their tweet that they don't care about. To begin with. So you're acting like you really care what people have to say. You know, you want them to respond, but you don't really care. Um, you know, and then uh, I, people are always tweeting out like 2021 bringing great vibes. Any Anytime anybody tweets, uh, you know, says vibes at all, I'm immediately just irritated by that. So that's my social media uh, gripe today. Um, and... Uh, yeah, uh, just, uh, just New Year's New Year's is a very uh, good time for social media gripes. I, I heard some of your gripes, uh, you know, over the holiday season. I, I enjoyed them. I heard the, oh, thank you, you. your Christmas one. What on, was the Christmas? Christmas. One? Uh, it was about. I think it involved like significant others. I don't know. I just, it was, oh yeah, the, my buddy with the matching pajamas. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's that was bad. bad. That yeah. was really bad. Um, he he looks so unhappy in that picture. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those times where, um, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff to gripe about. And also, I don't know if this is a holiday thing, but as far as commercials go, this, I am so sick of seeing this Peloton commercial where, have you seen these, Mike, the Peloton commercials that, uh, with maybe. the bikes? I, I don't think Peloton is a sponsor here. I'm not sure, but, 
not of this show. I mean, we don't have any sponsors <laughs> on this show. But um, you know, the, the like the Peloton workout commercials. I'm just so tired of these commercials. I don't know. I've seen them a billion times. Uh, back to um that grape I was talking about because I just remember this yeah. too. You you go like you're talking about setting it up and you're like, I'm not gonna give out any names. And then 30 seconds later, you're like, my buddy Matt. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I didn't want to say his last name, but I'll give his first name, whatever. Uh, 215-592-9494. Talking about several things. um, The first thing you think the Eagles need to address this offseason, I think it's it's the offense. They need to find what went wrong with this offense and how do you fix it. We can all have our hypotheses and, you know, whether, you know, I think it's the quarterback or the coaching staff, whatever. It really doesn't matter what I think. It matters what... You know, Jeffrey Lurie thinks. And he's got to investigate and figure out what exactly went wrong on that side of the ball. So the first priority this offseason, if you want to get into the tanking issue last night, I think it is beyond absurd that so many people are are, are outraged over this. And I'll say it again. All I heard all week last week from callers was, oh, the Eagles better not win this game because the Cowboys could get in the playoffs. If the Cowboys were in the position to get in, nobody would have a problem with this. Nobody. You know, all the people that are so outraged, if the Cowboys were left out, would think it was a great job of Jeffrey Lloyd. If that was, if the, say, if the Cowboys were going to get in the playoffs and Buddy Ryan did something like this, oh my God, people would love it. They'd adore Buddy. Uh, But, you know, the Eagles get a better draft pick, which is what they should be doing, and the Giants don't get in. Sorry. Don't win more than six games. Um, I could care less about the Giants. And I don't understand people that are upset about this. I really don't. Uh, so you're welcome to get in on that as well. Let's go to Sam in North Jersey. What's up, Sam? How's it going, Tom? Um, so I'm just uh, thinking for that sixth pick. You know, I love Devontae Smith. I also love Jamar Chase. They're both absolute studs. Um, they're going to be wide receiver ones. They're possession guys. They they can both go run the entire route tree. However, certain the thing I love about him is if you look at a team like Dallas in our division – they have guys like Gallup, Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb. Obviously, Slade did a pretty good job when we played them the other day or a couple weeks ago, but you saw what those other corners were doing. Obviously, we have injuries, but, I mean, we need another corner out there to really, uh, you know, compete with them and contend with their receiving core. And I feel like if you had a guy like Sertain out there to lock up one of those other two receivers, now you allow for a guy like Slade, who made a big play in that game, to be even more opportunistic defensively, and it could – really give us more flexibility and coverages. You could put Mills wherever you want. You could really do a lot of things defensively if we got a guy like him. And right. also we'd be taking him away from the Cowboys because obviously they're going to be eyeing a corner as well. And if he's the lockdown number one guy, he, he could be a guy to go get. Um, no, no, Sam, I, I'll let you finish. But, yeah, I mean, I, I look at it and I'm like you. Like, I I want a wide receiver as well. But, man, you look at it, if Sertan's there – He's really hard to pass up because as bad as the Eagles need a receiver, they need a corner just as bad. Yeah, yeah, and also it stinks that we passed up on Jefferson last year because Jefferson could run the entire route tree. Although Rager is solid and he has he projects well, like he could be a Tyreek Hill kind of a player, but we really don't know. He is more of a deep route runner right now. He's got to work on those that whole route tree and finishing his routes. I really, I really Jefferson. If we would have gotten him, that obviously would have been great. And we have guys like Dallas Goddard and. Like Miles Sanders and stuff offensively, so we already. Yeah, no, I appreciate Sam. Sorry, you cut out a little bit there, but yeah, I mean, I'll 
I'll, I'll take it easy on the Rager comparisons, the Tyree kill. Um, and we'll get to Howie a little later on because Howie, I thought, said some stuff that was fine, but Howie said some stuff that really was irritating. And his answer on the Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson pick was it was awful. It was awful. And um, there's no justifying it. There's no excusing it. And I don't know. I didn't see really anything from Jalen Rager this year to make me feel like he's going to be a big time player down the line. Like I was wildly disappointed in Jalen Rager. Um, and even at the end of the season, you know, is making mistakes and not, not, I mean, Mike, at any point did, did Jalen Rager show off the explosiveness that we thought he was going to have coming in? Just weeks one and two. And that was it, which was weird. Cause he hurt his thumb. Right. Like, like, I, I, I don't know, but he just seemed like he doesn't, he doesn't belong. He looked like he doesn't yeah, belong. It was really disappointing. He, I mean, he, he stunk. Like he, he couldn't get open, couldn't get separation. Didn't really, you know, it's not like he broke his ankle. Right. I mean, you hope it's just the situation where a guy needs a year and hopefully we'll get it together, but certainly not an encouraging first season out of Jalen Rager. Let's go to Joe in South Philly. What's up, Joe? Hey, I think the Eagles made the best decision for their organization. Uh, during that second quarter, when they took the lead, I was yelling at the screen, what the effort is this team doing? There's no point in that game for them. And if the Giants fans or the organization is worried about making the playoffs, it's simple. They should win more games. You shouldn't put yourself in a position to rely on another team to beat a team for you to get in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's what's, and what's funny about it, Joe, is this isn't like a 10-11 win team. This is a team that's 6-10, and 10, and they're going to cry about the Eagles not playing all their guys in the final week of the season. I, I, I hate the Giants more than the Cowboys, and I, I care less what the Giants think of this. It's the best decision for the organization. Even if they wanted to trade back out of it, they get more value for maybe next year or whatever if they see a different prospect that they might like. And I would like to throw one more thing in there. Sure. As far as Jalen Hurts, I for some reason, I just don't see him as the future of this team as a starting quarterback. Yeah, Joe, I don't think I don't think, you know, anybody knows definitively that he is. I mean, you know, you look at the quarterback decision, um, to me it, it's not as much about is Jalen Hurts the guy than determining if Carson Wentz is the guy or not? Like, if the Eagles still feel that Carson Wentz can be a franchise quarterback, can be their franchise quarterback, then I think, yeah, you move in that direction. But um, if they don't feel like it's ever going to work with Carson, I don't think you necessarily need to know Jalen Hurts is the guy to move on. One or two things you need, and I think Carson Wentz will start to be successful again. Number one, you shore up that offensive line. And you give the receivers, allows the receivers to get more time to get open. Or your second option is you find an amazing receiver that could get open on a dime that could get the ball too quick. Those are your two options, and Carson Wentz starts to form again. Yeah, I mean, I hope so, Joe. And I appreciate the call, man. Thanks. I hope Carson Wentz can get back. I, I do. Um, and for all the, the, the stuff that went on this season, you know, you theoretically should be able to put it in the past and move on. Um, but right now there's one person that's not moving on and it's Carson. Uh, the organization's trying to, um, and right now Carson's the one, uh, that isn't moving on. And we'll get to that more, uh, in the next segment here. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now, uh, the way Carson's handling this, I, I don't get what the advice is that he is receiving right now. Let's get Jeff and Pensalkin in here. What's up, Jeff? 
Hello? Hey, Jeff. What's going on? All right, what's going on, man? So you guys are going to love this. I'm actually a Giants fan, man. And I heard you guys saying, who cares about the Giants and win more games to get into the playoffs? Yep. But my, my, only, my only question for the Eagle fans and people who follow the Eagles is, don't you guys want to win that game yesterday just for the self-pride of it? The first week of the season, you <laughs> lost to a Dwayne Haskins-Washington football team. And it was a pretty bad loss. So, first game of the season to the last game of the season, I understand there's no, there's no playoff complications for you guys, but there's still you guys can still play spoiler. Does nobody play spoiler in the NFL anymore? I could care less about that, Jeff. I want the better draft pick for my team. <laughs> I want the better draft pick for my team, man. I could not, care less okay, about not playing perfect, spoiler. Not perfect. I'm glad you said that. I just heard you say how the Eagles always mess up drafts. So you guys constantly mess up drafts, and you're playing for a better draft pick. What's what, what's the what's the what's the smart situation in this? Either win a game and have some self pride, or get I'm gonna get my sixth pick in the draft and I'm gonna mess it up again. And everybody will be here next year saying that well, hey, we should have beat Washington. No, if you have a higher pick, the odds are better that you're gonna hit on the pick. So uh, I now, mean, you're right about that. But the, the same thing with hitting on the pick with with the Rager and the Jeffrey situation. You guys didn't hit on that pick. No, it was a bad pick. But it doesn't yeah, mean so, it doesn't mean that you don't want to get good picks in the future. I understand that, but what I'm saying is it it, it constantly happens. So where 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 is the trend gonna flip over from bad picks to good picks in 2021? Where, Hopefully, where this <laughs> Hopefully this year. Hopefully this year, I'll tell you, Jeff. Doug, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson just had a had a press conference the other day, and he said how how he don't want to step on no toes, but he would like to be involved in in the in the boardroom so he can start getting an eye on some of the guys that's going to be on the field. How do you feel about that? I, I think Doug should have an input in the guys he coaches. No, 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 no. I think Absolutely. he does. I think he should as well. But Howie, I don't think Howie will, will allow that. This, this comes from a Giants fan, man. I don't see Howie letting Doug in that room because I, I, I honestly think that Jalen saved Doug. Because if, if Carson would have played all year, I do not believe that Doug will be on his way back. And I believe that I believe that the only pick that you guys actually hit on in the last couple of years was that Earth pick. And in the beginning of the year it looked like it looked like a Jordan Love Aaron Rodgers type of pick. It was like wow, what are they doing? But now that, that kid's gonna be your, your your savior eventually. So I just feel as though that I wish you guys would have won because I also heard you say something about how, hey, look, the Chiefs did it. Nobody said nothing about the Chiefs. The Chiefs won 14 games. But so what? Ahead, Who cares? Ahead. I mean, if a team plays their guys or they don't, I appreciate the call, Jeff. Thanks. But it, I don't see what the – why are people so confused here? Like, what is so frustrating about this? And, and just, just Jeff mentioning he was a Giants fan – it may just me makes me happy thinking about that cackle, that cackling Adrian. It, let's see if Adrian uh, chimes in tonight, uh, because I would love to laugh in his face as his Giants go home um, because the Eagles didn't win that game. Um, it was it was gratifying last night. That's for you, Adrian. My former Temple roommate Mike is a Giants fan. I was texting him, laughing at him. My cousin's husband, Dan, is a Giants fan. I was texting him. I was cracking up. This was this was great last night. So, um, yeah, I don't get it. And and all the phony outrage about try to win every game. Just shut up. Seriously. Just shut up. The Eagles did what was best for their organization. They did what was best for their franchise. And that was getting the sixth pick. You can have the sixth pick or you can have the ninth pick. It is a significant difference. And I have zero problem with what the Eagles did. 
I don't think they were intentionally trying to lose the game. I really don't. Um, I think Doug going for the fourth and four is exactly what Doug would normally do in that spot, is go for the fourth and four. So I have no problem with it. Um, I I think that the Eagles uh, wanted to get Sudfeld playing time. They didn't really care if they won the game. I'm not going to argue with you on that. And in the end, they didn't. And it's going to ultimately be what's best for the franchise. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494. See Mike in South Philly there. And then you, if you want to join, uh, I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.